Good morning, good day, and welcome to What's the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. I'm very excited about today's guest. Uh, it's her second time being on, and she keeps just doing extraordinary things. That's Eve O. Schwab. She's an internationally published author and humorist, and uh, recently she just uh, produced A Year of No Sugar, and that was in 2014, and A Year of No Clutter. And her third family memoir is Year of No Garbage. <laughs> uh, she's been featured on Dr. Oz Show, Fox and Friends, USA Today, The Huntington Post, among others. Her essays of our Year of No Sugar, uh, One Family's Grand Adventure for Everyday Health, has been viewed over a million times. Her books are incredible. They've been translated into Chinese, Hebrew, Spanish. And uh, also, uh, additionally, she's appeared in Newsweek, the Boston Globe, Vermont Magazine, and Vermont Life. A very smart woman. She has a BA and a BFA from Cornell University and an MFA from Rochester Institute of Technology. Now, that's how you know she's talking the good stuff. I'm going to open up her mic now and bring Eve on. She's also, I got to say, very funny and very personable. No, no, no stress there. But I'm going to open up her mic now. Let's talk to Eve. Hi, Eve. <laughs> Hi, Nancy. Thank you for that lovely introduction. That was amazing. <laughs> it was. It was just so. Um, I uh, was talking to someone recently, and uh, I love the book. And uh, I just, my mind was spinning from all the information. I actually went back and went, <laughs> what? <laughs> to some of the things. Wait a there minute. There was a this lot that we learned. Oh, my goodness. I've never, <laughs> you brought up all my Catholic guilt in this book. Oh, wait a minute. That's oh, no. fantastic. Oh, no. What's this? <laughs> I'm just like I'm looking at everything in a whole different way. Wait a minute, don't throw that away. Can you use that again? You know, everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, the baggies. I can wash out those baggies and use them again. I have been following your <laughs> advice on the jars. I have been doing the jars always. And then I wrap oh, them yeah. up. I it wasn't in your book. I I wrap the jars up in pa- plastic or wrapping that I was going to throw away and tie it with a bow that I was going to throw away. <laughs> so and I put cookies Excellent. inside the jars. So. So it's great. So let's talk about this. Your family must be going, what's going to be her next no? But um, <laughs> I think it's so great. You must be, I think, probably the greatest hypnotist ever to get your family to go along with everything I read in this book. That it, it's either that. It to you. Yes. Yeah, it, it's either uh, so that I'm a great hypnotist or, or that, you know, I just have the, the family of the greatest sports ever. They are so great. They have put up with a lot over the last 12 years since we've started doing these stunt memoir projects. And I like to tell people that my job is to, uh, you know, set up experiments uh, that I do on my family and then write about them. Um, so they're, oh, they're wonderful to go along with it. And it's great because, um, you know, it's just, I mean, I'm married too, so just when your husband is a photographer as well, and then how he had to do his work around you. And I, all I could think of, I can hear his grumbling through the pages. <laughs> how are we going to do this for? Oh, yeah. Because, of course, each one of us was affected a little bit differently. You know, in the world of photography, there's tremendous amounts of plastic waste. And our younger oh, daughter uh, is in high school. And so there's, you know, education. There's an awful lot of plastic associated with just going to school and learning. And there's so many different facets to this. But the important message that I hope comes through is to remove some of this tremendous burden of guilt uh, that we feel about so much plastic waste. Because what I found out 
is that this is not uh, a problem that's driven by demand. This is a problem that's driven by supply. We are being, you know, shoved down our throats with plastic every day, all day long, everywhere we go and everything we do. And so what we need to do is stop feeling guilty and instead look at the problem differently and take and, and take different kinds of action. Oh, well, Eve, you opened up my eyes a, a, a great deal. I mean, I'm already thinking, like, what am I doing with those coffee grounds? Why don't I put them in the plants? What am I, I love you that. Know, it, That's fantastic. And, it's just, and I'm thinking, so I like, uh, I'm like, i saying, don't throw them down the sink or in the garbage. Put them in your plants. They're nu- nutrients. And it's just. Exactly. It, it was exactly. So, it was so eye-opening. And I have to, I, I want to compliment you, too, on your videos. Um, I, both, I believe they're on Instagram and YouTube. Did I get that right? Uh, no, I'm I not on YouTube. Great. I am on. I am on TikTok. TikTok. Oh, that was hilarious. That oh, was. Oh, I'm so I glad. Thought was, <laughs> I thought it was a comedy well, and, piece. And that's all part of it. my whole approach is to try and make this subject matter not dry but entertaining and enjoyable. Like we can learn about this stuff, but we can still have a fun time uh, along the way. And I, I feel that way about the narrative in the book as well. I want to tell people a good story. It is a good story, and it, it just, as I said, I've never been so informed or more conscious of nature and fish and the ground. And um, even you, you're so topical because even this morning, I think I was watching CBS, and they were doing a whole thing on recycling the windmills, the air mills, and recycling oh, yes. solar okay. panels. And right. I was thinking of right. you, and I said, "Wow, how topical this is!" And it's just, and some of the the things that you you point out were were just the, the year of no sugar. I, I did laugh when you said when you told your daughter you were going to make crackers. <laughs> when uh, I think that was <laughs> to get around the packaging. <laughs> to get around the packaging, and she was like, "They won't taste the same." <laughs> That's right. I love yes. that. So they're good for us, so but you know, we all had our moments. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. Well, luckily, and then you had COVID on top of it. Um, so now you got of course close completely quarters. threw threw a lot of our plans, you know, out the window. Because of course, you know, I had all these great ideas about being, you know, following the footsteps of other zero wasters and bringing my own containers to the deli, to the food, you know, and all the different purveyors, the farmer's market, and bringing my own bags, bringing my own everything. And all of a sudden, nobody, you know, a lot of stuff just closed. And, you know, a lot of places yeah. just weren't available at all anymore, um, like places where I might normally do bulk shopping, for example, and bring my own container for that. Um, and, and on top of that, nobody wanted to see my own anything, no containers, no nothing. They, they'd rather you just stayed home anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted you there anyway, but you, luckily you're up in farm com- country up there in uh, Vermont. That's true. So you have, I live in Vermont, you have a lot in southern of- Vermont. So we, we, we normally, under normal circumstances, it's actually a very environmentally-minded community that we do have a lot of resources to try and, you know, up your zero-waste game. Um, and, and, of course, I had counted on all that. And then, um, you know, just a very we, – we did this during the calendar year of 2020 – which, you know, we, we didn't get very far into the year, and I felt like, okay, I'm just starting to, oh, wait, what's this? And the pandemic hits, and everything changed. And so that is another, it's not an enormous emphasis in the book, but of course, this is what was happening during the time period. And it caused us to actually, I think, address it in better ways, you know, to sort of go deeper. Well, it, 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 I think you pointed out, it. I think at one point that uh, one of your daughter's 
uh, was already into vintage clothing, so that solved one problem of, of clothing yes, recycling. Right. And, yeah, she wasn't uh, interested in that, fast fashion. And, and you know what? She's on trend now because everywhere in New York <laughs> I go, that's what people are wearing. Vintage clothing. It's, it's, so, uh, I don't know. This is the on-track family as far as I, I, I'm concerned. So, I know, you, you, <laughs> I know you like the word no. All I kept thinking was, was the Sesame Street song. No parking, no driving, no. <laughs> There's a song called no, 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 no. And I kept thinking of you when I was that. But if you look that I love up. it. So, I want to get back into yes. what made you decide. Now, you did the no sugar. You did, you did your no, other two no books. No clutter, right? Yes. No clutter. Well, well and clear, I, I, I had to reassure like a... my family. I, I had to reassure Inboard. them and say, this is the last family stunt memoir I'm going to propose, I promise. And that was how I got them on board for this last one. But it all seemed to be just very nice and neat to me. I think three is a great number. And I also think that, like, thematically, I, ha- I was like, all right, so the first book, Year of No Sugar, I looked at the things we put in our bodies. And then the second Mm. book, Year of No Clutter, I looked at the things we bring into our homes. And this third Mm. book, Year of of No Garbage, is about the things that we're putting into the environment. And what's so wonderful that I realized along the way is that the things we put into the environment, it brings it full circle because those are the same things that are going to come back and end up in our bodies again. Oh, yeah. You know, I was surprised. I'm not sure. Did I miss it or did you mention that? A few years back, before COVID, they were doing tests on people of the amount of metals we have in our bodies as well, not just plastic, but metals. Right. And, so uh, this, is, this is the thing we have to remember is when we put enough of something into the environment and incorporate it into our lives so thoroughly, it's getting into our system and it's changing our biology. And that's something I think a lot of people are not aware of, that it's like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, a bunch of turtles die. Not everybody cares. Um, a lot of people care. I care about the turtles, but do you care enough to change the way you live your life? Well, when it comes to, you know, my ability to have children, say, my fertility or um, your neurological development, these are the things that are being affected by the plastic that's in the environment and is therefore going into our food and getting into our bodies. And this is something I learned after doing lots and lots of research. Like, what's so bad about plastic anyway? Turns out, a lot. It's not just the plastic waste problem that we have in the environment, like in the ocean. It's not just mm-hmm. that it looks yucky on the side of the road. It's that it's coming into our bodies, and you've got problems evolving. For example, um, male sperm count is down 50% in the last 50 years. That's a really alarming statistic. And, wow. you know, it, it, it's we need to get to, to the bottom of these issues and figure out what we're doing to ourselves. And plastic is an enormous culprit. And, and, and plastic is found in so many things that you wouldn't even think of. I love, I love, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I was like so excited reading your book. I was going back and like going back. What did you, uh, uh, the chicken laws. I wrote a note to the chicken laws. When you wanted the chicken pa- package, <laughs> all I kept seeing was like, are these going to be videos? Because this is funny. <laughs> well, you wanted you went to the butcher, and, and you said, and he's going, I can't do it. It's the law. you got to put it in plastic. Well, and that's and the thing. There's so <laughs> much misinformation that even when you go to your butcher and you say, can I get, for example, a chicken that isn't shrink-wrapped in plastic, my butcher was like, oh, well, that's against the law. There's hygiene laws. 
But then I called the state of Vermont, and and the fellow who I spoke to there, who's the guy in charge of this, the you know the inspector, he was like, actually, most people think that, but it's not true. The important part is that it's hygienic packaging. It does not have to be plastic. So that happens over and over again. Um, and part of it is because of COVID. Like we, I'll go to a coffee shop now, and they'll say, no, I have to give you the disposable cup. I can't give you a real one ever since COVID. And that's the end of the discussion, right? So it's it's important to get to the bottom of a lot of these things and say, wait, what's what's the real actual reason that we're doing things the way we're doing it? And can we rethink it and look at it differently? Oh, no, you, you brought that up. So I, I was just laughing at because <laughs> I imagine I, I've seen pictures of you. You're adorable. But I just imagine you having this <laughs> argument with the butcher. <laughs> no, I don't want it that way. Let's do it my way. And then some of the, <laughs> the other one was um, – Oh, oh! I think you already covered this. We're breaking it all down. That you started breaking down your garbage, and it was interesting because I was—I kept going, "How is she going to break that down?" And you were uh, doing, I guess, aluminum, and then you were doing plastic, and then you were doing, trying to figure out how to break it down into its next level. And I love, I love, 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 Eve. You trying to give away twist ties. <laughs> now <laughs> that's the thing. I, I was give you a desperate, hint. right? When you don't have. Okay. Garbage. You you don't you lose this enormous ability to just go make a problem go away, right? Like so, all the problems were sitting there staring me in the face. And it, whether it was you know like I saved all the rubber bands that came on the produce that I bought from the supermarket. You'd be amazed how many rubber bands you can accumulate over the course of a year. And I was like, well, somebody's got to want these. They're perfectly good. And so I started turning to things like online forums and FreeCycle. These are great resources where if you've got something that you're like, somebody out there must want this, join FreeCycle or join Front Porch Forum and post. It's free. In fact, on FreeCycle, that's the rule. You can say, hey, I'm looking for this, or hey, I have this to give away. And the only rule is that everything has to be freely given and freely accepted. So you've got that an old exercise machine, great. and it's Say otherwise going again. to the landfill. What's, What's the site? Say it again. The site. Say the oh, site again. There's a free cycle. Free what? Free cycle. Free cycle. Free cycle. Okay. That was, uh, and also just yeah, local that... online message boards, too. There's lots of them on Facebook and other places. You know, and I wouldn't – a lot of the things, the twist ties, whatever. Oh, here's one use for twist ties you didn't think of. I use them to hang my Christmas ornaments. Perfect. Perfect. That's the thing. We've got these resources. We should use them. And they'd be great for schools, things like rubber bands or whatever projects for kids. Uh, ah, you know, so uh, that, that, that's what I did with, um, you know, all the little uh, bottle caps, plastic bottle caps. Uh, even when you're buying something in glass, there's frequently a plastic bottle cap. So I saved all the plastic caps, and I, I had this enormous pile of them, like a giant container. And I posted it on a local message board, and I said, who wants these for maybe a craft project? You, could, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, kids will glue them and make a mosaic. And so I had a local Girl Scout group contact me and say, yes, we'd love to have them. So instead of going to the landfill or going to the incinerator, they're going off to have another life, and I love that. That is, it is so great. I love that, uh, that approach to saving things, but your passion is what really comes through in the book how passionate you are that once you're into a project <laughs> you are like no there's got to be another way where you were going online and you were finding places that would accept the thing um the other thing was um can you um explain 
TerraCycling to our listeners? Oh, sure. So TerraCycle is a company that uh, is based in New Jersey, and um, their whole thing is that there's no such thing as garbage, which I love. Um, they say there's a good place for everything to go. Don't put anything in the garbage. Instead, send it to us. So they have both programs that are free and programs that you have to pay for. Unfortunately, they're so popular that the programs that are free are mostly full all the time. And so I got very frustrated uh, at the beginning because I wasn't everything had a waiting list. So instead I turned to the programs that what the way it works, it's a pay-to-play recycling thing where you, you pay a certain amount of money, they send you a box in the mail, you fill it up with whatever the material is that's supposed to go in there, and you mail it back. So the, the problem with this, that we utilize mm-hmm. this, they have something called uh, the everything box. So when all else fails, of course, it's the most expensive box because you can put just about anything in there. As long as it's not like toxic material, you can put stuff in this box and mail it back to them. It costs a pretty penny, but you can do it. And we did utilize that resource, and that was one of the things that saved us. We really did go a whole year without throwing anything in the garbage, but unfortunately, what I found out in the aftermath of our year, after 2020 was over, TerraCycle, unfortunately, is having a lot of problems. Like a lot of extreme and pay-to-play recycling services, there's, it's problematic. A lot of the time, there's concern that these materials are not going where they're supposed to go. So, for example, uh-huh. there was a documentary film that came out that actually traced a whole uh, bales and bales of TerraCycle uh, packaging that was supposed to be getting recycled, and it instead it ended up at a Bulgarian cement kiln, waiting to be burned. So there's there's probably oh, uh, you, you must tell you must that that was one of my other things um, uh, mm. the truth about recycling you must state that today oh yeah the truth about okay recycling. so yeah so this is the thing <laughs> and this is one of the. <laughs> The greatest, like, my, my mind was blown over and over again during the course of this year and since. The more I looked into it, the more misinformation I found about what happens to things when we discard them, when they leave our home. The good news is that, if, that plastic, <laughs> it's really all coming down to plastic. Every other material, whether it's paper or metal or glass, there are good places for all these things to go. Plastic... We want there to be good places for it to go. We want it to be recyclable. But as a material, ask anybody who's a scientist who knows about plastic in any way, and they'll tell you material is not a, uh, plastic is not a material that is inherently recyclable by nature. It doesn't lend itself well, well to it. It doesn't work well in the process. It's difficult. It's toxic. It's messy. It's confusing. As a result, we're all, you know, 80, there's a statistic, 85% of people, when you ask them, what do you try to recycle, they, the first thing they say is plastic. But only 5% of plastic is actually getting recycled. That's a brand new statistic. They used to think it was more like 9%. Now we understand that it's more like 5%. So that's shocking because we've been trying to get better at plastic recycling since the 1970s. Since I was a little kid and, like, watching, you oh, know, yeah. Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street, that's a long time to try to get better at something and have results that are so abysmal. I'd say it's plastic recycling, unfortunately, is an abject failure. We've tried and tried. It does not work efficiently. It's not a good solution. 
Um, if you look yeah, at a material like corrugated cardboard, gets recycled 90% of the time. So that's a shocking difference, and we need to pay attention to that and say, okay, so maybe we should make less plastic. Maybe not no plastic, but less. 40% of the plastic that gets produced every year is disposable single-use packaging. And I think that's, oh. that seems like the logical place to start, right? There are alternatives to well, single-use disposable plastic. And as you pointed out, too, um, uh, wipes. I'm like, I'm no longer buying wipes anymore after I... Oh, there's I so many out. things. I'm so glad to hear that because I didn't realize it. Wipes, all wipes, almost all of them are made of plastic, whether it's makeup-removing wipes, baby wipes, cleaning wipes. Of course, with the advent of the pandemic, we've got Clorox wipes all over the place. Those are plastic. And it feels like tissue, so a lot of people will take those materials and flush them down the toilet. This is a terrible idea. This is where you get fatbergs, um, which are these enormous uh, clogs in the sewer system um, that can take on epic proportions and have to be dug out with, like, giant machinery. This is you're, really, you're really bad stuff. You're a homeowner. I, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, exactly. So, so all I those bathroom wipes. I actually researched it, too. Mm. Yeah. Bathroom wipes, yeah. that was great. And they have plastics in them. And also, I did research toilet paper because I, I got interested yes. in that clog incident that kept happening. And they have a way to tell what's the good toilet paper. I don't know if you know this. You take three sheets and put it in a jar full of water and shake it. If it doesn't break ah. up, it's not a good toilet paper. Exactly. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. It's very it important to, to understand. You know, it may feel like it should be flushable, but that doesn't make it no. true. No. Eve, we've got to tell people where they can get your book. Oh, gosh. We book. could just keep talking and talking. <laughs> I know. You're so interesting. Where can they get the book? I, 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 I love talking about this topic, and, and I hope people enjoy the book. You can find the book at your local independent bookstore or on Amazon or on Barnes & Noble. Um, I have a website, which is eveshob.com, and people can come and see my videos there. They can read my blog, um, and they also can find links to buy the book. And it is available and also, as an audio book and an e-book as well as uh, you know, a soft cover. And all of her social media is listed on my page, on my cover page scroll, so you can see where you can follow her uh, on all of her venues that she's on. And uh, her TikTok things are hysterical. Uh, so you can <laughs> see, it's so funny, uh, where, they, where you can follow that, uh, follow her, because this will, the scroll will stay up and the information will be there to follow her. And it's just, you know, um, somebody just said, C-H-A-U-B dot com? I think she meant Shab. S-H-A-U-B, yes. Yes, she didn't put the S. Uh, yes. Oh, Eve, I see, Eve's, E-V-E-S, Shab dot com. Yeah, it's just so interesting. I kept going through. Now, I, I get so excited about it because it's like now you, you kind of uh, uh, woke me out of uh, unconscious uh, sleep <laughs> when it comes to conservation um, in that uh, after having read this book, the uh, other thing, too, was um, what can – I'm so excited by talking to you. You just energy. Um, <laughs> what can people do on the, a small level? Uh, let's say a starter saves the environment level. Um, I think that that's the thing that we need to remember is that there are always more things we can do. And, and the very first thing we can do, 
that, that doesn't cost any money and it doesn't take any time is to simply have greater awareness. Um, that's something we can all do, is to sort of look real closely at the things that make up your everyday life. Um, awareness is the beginning of all meaningful change. And so even if you feel like, ah, I can't afford to buy the zero-waste product, or I, can't, I don't have the time to go look for it or do research, just by knowing that plastic is such a big problem and that we're not encouraged to recognize that by the industry because there's a lot of money to be made. You know, plastic is made from fossil fuel. That's big oil. Big oil has an enormous investment and makes a lot of money by making all this plastic. So if we're aware of that... Monsanto one of those? Monsanto was one, right? Was Monsanto one of the big... Ah, that that very well could be. (laughs) All big oil. If if it's a fossil fuel company, the answer is going to be yes. Um, and so they stand, stand to gain a lot. I mean, especially as people are starting to drive more electric cars and move to other more environmental, l- less fossil fuel-based, uh, you know, technologies, the big oil and big plastic are looking to increase their market share in other ways. So what do they do? They're, by their own uh, statistics, they are looking to triple the production of plastic in, um, by 2050. I don't know about you, but I don't need triple the amount of plastic in my life than than I have no, now. It's, so, so so on a small level, let's just say, because um, you had some other things. You you uh, what was it? You donated ketchup, I think. What was the ketchup package <laughs> or something? I did. I, I was desperate. I had those. You know, because sometimes you get food, uh, and they'll throw stuff in there like the little ketchup. little packages of ketchup and I went I don't know what to do with this I can't get rid of the packaging so I have to take the whole thing and I donated it to along with some other food to a food shelter and I'm like they're going to roll their eyes when they see this but it's perfectly good ketchup and somebody you know it's going to go hopefully to a better place right it won't just go in the garbage Eve don't tell my family but I would take those packages and I would just put them back into the ketchup bottle Empty oh, them out well, one at a could, time. You and could just, do that, but then you're stuck with that disposable sachet packaging, oh, and that and the, is plastic, by the way. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. that's that's. I was shocked at how many things are plastic in our I, lives that we don't generally think about on a regular basis. You know, milk cartons. Uh, it's it's a combination of paper and plastic, uh, soup cartons, um, of course, the wipes that we talked about. Um, everything at Trader Joe's. Like, everything at Trader Joe's is in plastic. Yeah, it's in yeah. a form so of plastic. So little things or, like take your own take your own bags, uh, little tiny bags um, to put produce in at the supermarket. Remember your bags um, if you don't have a, ba- a plastic bag ban in Vermont and in New York. We do, but you know, bring, bringing your own bags to the store, bringing your own coffee cup, asking for a real cup if you're going to be staying at the cafe instead. Of, you know, because it's easier. They just give you the the paper cup, and of course, that paper cup is lined with plastic. It's not just paper; otherwise, yes. the liquid would seep right through. So, also little another things thing like that is, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, I want to put it out there. People are like, "Well, if I bring my bags, I can't carry everything." I've been bringing a backpack with me and my ah. bags. So, and of by course, bringing it's a going to matter where you live. Like I know my daughter uh, lived in Brooklyn and she had one of those little um, bat market baskets that had wheels on it. You know, there's different mm-hmm. strategies we can use. But it's also important to remember, as I said, that this is, 
when we do these changes, these are all good things, and they're important, but they will not fix the problem at large. It won't fix the overall problem because the problem's too big, and it's driven by market forces. So we need to remember that legislation is also important. We need to pay attention when things like plastic bag bans come up, when bottle ban bills come up, um, when uh, at the federal level, the Break Free from Plastic Pollution Act would uh, eliminate certain kinds of disposable plastic. And it would also put a moratorium on new plastic manufacturing facilities. So be aware. Like, if you see something, go, hey, wait, what, what's that law that they're talking about right now? Because that actually could be a really good thing. It's, and I want to say your website again. It's eveoschwab.com. Is uh, it there's no, oh, it, I mean, there's no. Oh. Yes, so Eve Schwab. Who's <laughs> typing yes. to me? Stop misspelling me. Okay, www.eveschwab.com. <laughs> I'm going to reprimand this person who's right. typing. E S B H A U B. U B. And it's a it's a great book. I'll have a, a review out for you soon because I want to put it up. Uh, it's just, oh, fantastic. I can't believe that the 30 minutes went so fast. Uh, I know. I could talk for for well. You can't shut me up, and basically. You know what? I'll tell you know. what I learned. I know, Eve, and I, and I love I – lo- I, I want to watch your TikTok video again. Uh, maybe I can use it on my cable show. It's kind of so interesting Ooh. and funny. Um, so uh, also I want to – if I've learned anything from Eve Schwab, it's that before I throw something away, let me look at it twice. What else can it be used for? Am I making dinner for somebody? I'll just make this package and put the dinner in this package. Instead of just throwing exactly. it away, at least it gets one extra life out of it. And maybe that's right. the lesson there. If we get one extra life out of everything, we're adding to life. I think so, that's a really good message. Yeah, to take, that's a good takeaway. And that's my takeaway. Eve, I can't believe, you know, we better never get together. <laughs> they will kick us out of any place we're in. We'll just get, Wait, there's more. <laughs> I know. Good book, Eve. You've done a wonderful job. God bless your family for being the world's best sports. And I I love the videos. Uh, I keep putting them out there. Uh, EveSchwab.com. Check her out. Check out this book. Check out all of her books. What am I saying? Check them all out. But her latest one, A Year of No Garbage, and Eve, you've got to go give lectures and and travel the world talking about this because this book, I'm going to say right now, should be taught in school. Anyway, Eve. Thank you for being a guest on today's show. You're magnificent. Okay, keep oh going goodness. in the world of no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you, this. Nancy. <laughs> You're welcome. What's the Buzz in New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo, and our special guest, Eve Schwab. Go check her out, .com. You can't miss her, and all of her sites are up on my scroll. All right. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>